0: Hello and welcome to the Saturday Night South Podcast. It is March 7th. I'm Conrad Guerra. He is Chris Marlar. Chris, combine season. It came and went, like Haley's comet, it was here, then it wasn't. It was glorious. Everybody stopped and stared at people doing drills in their underwear. In their underwear. It was, it was great. incredible. It was it was better than I could have thought because of all the stuff that came out of it. Now don't get me wrong, like watching guys do drills. That they do in practice every day. I think it's boring after like 20 minutes. But disagree. <laughs>
1: I was glued. I was glued. And like, I, I feel I don't know I don't know what it is, but every year I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's cool. Like, who cares? Because like, I don't I don't know. Can you tell? Like, I would be a terrible scout. Can you tell when somebody's running fast or not?
0: Yes and no. And you, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I was trying to isolate the guys who it looked like they got off to a really good start, and then I right. could say. They're gonna run like a 4-3-5 or something right. like that, um, but other than that, not really.
1: Um, like Goodell, in my opinion, was running a four-two, and like, just yes. barreling down in his office in that Joseph A. Banks suit. But like he, he was not
0: running forty yards. Let's let's make that clear.
1: He couldn't There's have been. No way. He that was couldn't 40 have been. Yards. No, he's fifty-nine yeah. years old. He's a cheater. Yeah. He's, <laughs> but no, I, like watching that, watching that, I was, I was like. Like, every year, and, and I've been around sports my whole life. I've watched a lot of football. I've, like, I told you last week, I cheated at my, my combine. I put on soccer yes, cleats did. and ran and ran the 60. But, like, every time I, I watch this, I'm like, ooh, that guy's moving. And it's like, oh, 5-1-3. <laughs> it's like, so, ooh, that's not a good start. 4-4-4.
0: Four, four, yeah. four. <laughs> Dante Jackson, a guy that was moving very well said he was going to be moving even better yeah the lsu cornerback comes out and says that he's going to break john ross's 4-2-2 record at the combine needless to say that didn't happen dante jackson ends up running a very respectable 4-3-2 but what but, but was it exactly it's like it's it's perspective and i wrote yeah. i wrote this is the part in the podcast we got already what, three minutes in i think we got less <laughs> than three minutes in where i promoted my own column uh, and I wrote about why it was such a dumb idea that he came out and and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna break this record," and then had the back and forth with Adidas on Twitter and whatever. It's like, dude, just let other people talk about I you. Hate, why do you like, need to say that?
1: The whole world. I remember. I remember this is and this is gonna go just since you did the humble brag. I'll I'll do my normal biased Homer Alabama stuff. I remember when Marquise Mays... Remember Marquise Mays, the Not receiver. As as you do. Yeah, for like five six years ago. I remember when he came out of high school. He was a three-star receiver, whatever. And his high school coach said he ran him at a he, he timed him at a 4-1-8-40. four one eight forty. What four one eight? Swear to God, and he goes back to back four one eight. I remember talking to my dad about that. He goes, even if he's .2 seconds off, that's four three eight, right? Even if he's okay. a tenth of a second off, and I'm like, yeah. And then he runs the, the combine like years later when he's like been through the strength and conditioning program, should have gotten faster. And he ran like a four five five. I was like, what? I mean, I just don't understand like like why they, they make such a, like, he's like there's only so much you can improve upon.
0: There really is. If he and ran a four three two, yeah.
1: If you ran a four three two, how much faster could he? I mean, what's the difference between that and like four two two? Like, how much better could he get?
0: I don't know. And you know, for for somebody to come out and and say that they're gonna that they're gonna break this record, all right. I get it. It's competition. You've got confidence. You want right. to motivate yourself. That's all well and good. <laughs> but you got so much money on the line. Don't and you come you out and receive... embarrass
1: yourself and run a four three two though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how dare you lay an egg? Four three two. You're gonna embarrass your family running exactly, that Exactly, exactly. I just don't get it. So I mean that was of course one of the big storylines, the fact that he actually had the best tied for the best time of the combine, but you know, the storyline is the fact that he doesn't break John Ross's record. Whatever. That wasn't as entertaining as watching crazy Tony Brown curse oh on live my television. God.
1: I that was so glorious. Tony Brown is one of my favorite players in the history of Alabama football. I know that he didn't he didn't he was a five star recruit, never really Blossomed into what everyone thought he'd be. Yes, he did in my book. He was everything I ever wanted from a football player. Brash, never just unapologetic, just super fired up all the time. And I mean, just he's an absolute liability. Just an absolute liability for a personal foul every once in a while. Incredible. Incredible. And he cuss he cusses at the guy on the false start. Because Tony Brown, if you don't know this, was a high school all American and a college all American sprinter. I mean, he's a jet. Yeah, but he also knows the fundamentals and mechanics of how to get a start in like a, a sprint. And this guy beeps him, and he just absolutely calls him out for
0: it. And the guy, the guy pretty much apologized to him. He was like, oh, my bad. That's my fault. <laughs> and he did not care. Tony Brown no. was like, I, I don't care. That <laughs> that sucks. And I get it because, like I said, there is so much money on the line that people invest into these 40 times and these scouts that that care so much if you run a 4-3 compared to a 4-4. Right. And if you get in their head a little bit, there's something to be said for that. And I, I don't blame him for, for being upset. The fact that they mic'd him up in the first place was like, what did you expect? <laughs> Come on.
1: It was – when he when he said that to him and he got uh, – I mean, like, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was way worse because I saw Bleat man, and I was like, oh, he went for it. He swung for the fences and dropped an F-bomb. He pulled a Marlar and uh, – he,
0: he kept a PG-13. He did keep a PG-13.
1: And also, the other guy was the one to blame, so who cares? Yeah.
0: Hey, all's well that ends well. You know, things end up working out just okay for Tony Brown. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fun in the NFL. He's going to be a great quote. We're all going to love seeing him, um, well, hopefully not get mic'd up for live.
1: <laughs> I would love to see that. NFL. NFL, NFL films. NFL films. Tony
0: Brown. NFL films just has like bleep buttons the entire time. <laughs> Football life.
1: Good. Tony Brown before he ever gets drafted. Would love to hear ah, it.
0: That'd be great. Uh, another guy who said something that was uh, a little bit controversial. Um, my man, Davin Bellamy. And I say my man because uh, a couple weeks ago talked to, this is a nice humble brag, uh, nice Way to say that, too. Nice lead-in. Davin Bellamy, of course, came out with the Humble Yourself t-shirts. He's got the trademark. His mom. Former former Georgian linebacker. His mom is, is, it was originally his mom's saying, you know, grew up going to church and all that stuff. And his mom uh, told him this stuff in high school when he was getting to become a big recruit. So Humble Yourself has become Davin Bellamy's thing. So he said it to Baker Mayfield after the Rose Bowl, and then of it course goes. everybody used the meme after the national championship. You've so probably stupid. all seen it. So, Devin Bellamy, being who he is, not afraid to talk, not afraid to say, "Okay, here's what went down," um, said that George was a little bit caught off guard because they did not prepare to face a quarterback yep. who could throw the ball. And you mean the SC East
1: throughout the year, or what? What did he mean? Oh, he meant, not he, meant too. he meant he meant Jalen Hurts. He meant yeah. Jalen Hurts. Humble in the yourself, Devin. H- humble yourself, Devin.
0: You were the very first Alabama fan to say that to him. I'm not.
1: So. I met his mom the day of the national championship, and she was wearing this shirt that said Did humble brag. You? Yes, because not a humble brag. I was hosting the, um, well, kind of a humble brag, I guess. This is and a humble brag. When I was, I, so I emceed the tailgate every Saturday at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta throughout the rest of, throughout the 2017 season. So the day of the national championship game, I'm there, mic in hand, going around the College Football Hall of Fame like on the little like field, and uh, you know watch people embarrass themselves trying to make field goals. I see. This lady wearing a shirt that says "Humble yourself" with a, uh, the Georgia G for the O, and I was like, "That's a great shirt." And she's like, "That's my son." Yep. And I was like, "What?" And it was Davin Bellby's mom. His whole family was there. His whole family was there, right? Cousins, like aunts, all these people were there. And so I was like, you know, I even made like a joke to them. I was like, "I hope, you know, good luck tonight." Ha ha. Don't really mean that. Like, I hope, I hope we win. Blah blah. blah. And she's like, "You won't." Like, she was not having. It. She was no, no. But the whole, humble yourself. Family. Devin Bellamy, what were you, a four-star out of high school? Did you play on scholarship all four years? Did you ever have to go and be a walk-on twice at a place and then win the Heisman? And then you tell that kid to humble himself? Yeah, I know.
0: know. That was a little bit tough. That was a little bit tough. Devin Bellamy, uh, he's a confident man. I'll be interested to see what happens in the NFL. But I I don't think he was – I think he kind of said what a lot of people were thinking, and that's why Tua had the second half that he did because, let's be honest, he can do a lot of things that Jalen Hurts can't do. Jalen Hurts, of course, a better kicker than Tua, or at least we think. <laughs> but, you know, just kind of brash and one of those interesting comments that comes yeah. out of the combine just to be able to call out an Alabama quarterback after you lost, not it after you won. It would have been
1: funnier if they won. Like, it would have been like, oh, that's, that's salt in a wound. That, that's tough. But he basically just called himself out for not reading the entire, you know, test review that he had before his final exam. Oh, yeah, man. I didn't expect to have that question be asked. Well, guess what, man? Now you got an F.
0: Yep. When the teacher just starts pulling stuff that's not out of the book and you fail the class. Sorry, that's just the way it goes. He did have
1: two sacks, though. He had a pretty good game.
0: And he actually had the second and twenty-six sack. People forget that. And it was right before. And, you know, if that sack holds and if Georgia wins the game, he's the hero. That dude's never paying for a drink in Athens again. Yeah, he probably still isn't. I would
1: would love to not pay for drinks in Athens.
0: That would be a pretty sweet life. Pretty sweet life. A uh, guy who's going to be making a lot of money in the NFL one day as a quarterback. Thank you. Lamar Jackson comes out and says that, you know what? I'm not going to run the 40. I'm not a receiver. I'm tired of NFL general managers trying to say, will you play receiver? I just I won the Heisman Trophy. I finished second in the country as as a quarterback in the Heisman voting this past season. Let me play quarterback in the NFL. Let me also, get a chance to do also that. Also won the Heisman <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 One the Heisman and then second in the Heisman this past year. Right. Lamar Jackson a, is, a, is a freak. Obviously, he has room to grow, but like,
1: what first-round quarterback I, doesn't have? I love have room how they, to ha- grow? they bring up the accuracy and they're like, well, his accuracy is just, it's really bad. Like, you know, he, like that's his biggest question mark at the next level. Oh, really? Because your boy Josh Allen threw 56% completion percentage his senior
0: year. How he's, dare you? He's hate, definitely I'm, a quarterback, right? How dare you hate on our guy, Josh his Allen? His massive hands. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> okay. I think well, his. I, I saw all those
0: this. memes of his hands at at the combine. That was so great. Once they measured his hands, and everybody's just tweeting out, "Oh man!" People are like going crazy for his hands. He, he was
1: holding a damn bubble keg with with like, with only his pinky and his thumb. It was incredible, man. It was incredible.
0: It's like Johnny Bench. Like Johnny Bench used to be able to hold five <laughs> baseballs in one right. hand. It's
1: under the Giant, yeah. Josh Allen, his whole workout was different than the quarterbacks. He was just drinking barrels of beer, and he was just he was just wrestling. He, he should have come out in like. A one strap onesie wrestling outfit just like Andre the Giant just started choke slamming people.
0: I think he would have he would have, if it's possible, his stock would have improved. People will yeah. be like, oh my gosh. He would have automatically been in the yeah. NFL
1: right now. <laughs> Did you he see him run the 40? Us.
0: I'm not I'm not here to like make fun of a college kid. I am. <laughs> a buddy of mine tweeted this at me. Okay, well, he's not in college anymore. Um, so I guess we're allowed to make fun of him a little bit. I have an awkward running style. I can admit that. So does Josh Allen. He runs like Moe's Yes, from, the, from office. the office. And if you
1: guys don't get that reference, try and, find the, try and find the meme on Twitter. You ever seen someone straight arm, straight straight leg run away? Like imagine Forrest Gump with the braces on, but also if he had braces with his hands. Like it, like his arms. Like He was like, okay, how do you want to run? Eye pocket, hip socket? Nope, no chance. Just put my thumbs inside my pockets and move, move at the same time. Move at the same time. It was... Oh my! It was it was like he had been asked, like he was an eleven year old going through puberty, and he had asked the girl to the dance, and she said no, and he just dropped his math books and just awkwardly ran out the gymnasium. (laughs) That's exactly how he ran the forty. Just (laughs) he hits him. It was ridiculous.
0: Nobody has ever. Here's my theory. He's never had to run before. Nobody has ever made him change his running form because he's never had to run. He's a quarterback. He's like a first baseman in baseball. Like these dudes don't have to run. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, I shouldn't be taking he shots. He goose like stepped.
1: That his his running style was goose stepping. Like that's that's what it was. Like he was like in line and like in the military. It's like okay, here we go. Just don't do too much. Don't do too much. <laughs> you, know, he, you know, what he looked like he looked like those in Home Alone when when Kevin rigged up that little dancing scene with all of his little cardboard cutouts when yep. they were just like doing like a robot dance. With yes, stiff arms. that stiff That's a- exactly what he looked like when he was running.
0: Like, there was a detonator attached to his elbows, right, and it was going to yeah. blow if he didn't bent his move, elbows. Do
1: not move your thumb more than three inches past your hip.
0: This is what this guy's will like. But he ran, like, a 4.76 or something like that. Yeah, do it in the yeah, SEC. Josh really... Allen. define the odds. I will, say, I will
1: say this, and we just crapped on him for quite some time. Really impressed with Josh Allen at the combine. Oh, I really man. was. You put it in the notes. You said, Josh Allen threw a 70-yard pass in shorts. Dude, that kid has a cannon. <laughs> he has oh, he's a got absolute an absolute cannon. cannon. I will, I will Uncle not Rico deny. Style. that. style.
0: He he can throw a ball, maybe even further than Uncle Rico. Seventy I, yards. I, I won't deny it. Seventy yards in shorts without a pass rush. Just yeah, saying. Yeah,
1: that's but still, like that was that was impressive. That was impressive.
0: It was impressive. Yeah. I'll I'll say that, and I can go you know find a whole lot of guys who can throw the ball really really far yeah. in a pair of shorts. Just saying. Can you? Um, We'll, trans- we'll-, we'll-, we'll take. We'll give Josh Allen a break. We'll-, we'll go from our one guy that we like to um, give a lot of flack for to another guy that we Here's like to give a lot of flack for. another person we hate. Uh, good old Butch Jones. We don't hate Butch Jones. We have I do. a do. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. Do not speak for both of us. I know we are together as a podcast, but yeah. let's. Okay. No, we're, we're separate I'm-
1: here. Good cop, bad cop. I'll be the backup. I don't care. I'll, I'll be the offensive one. I hate Butch Jones. Only- I didn't before. He was hilarious to make fun of. He's like, he's like, you know, your idiot cousin you see every Thanksgiving that forgets to wear the like, same-style shoe. He has two shoes on.
0: Well, but he, Butch Jones is in the uh, Alabama bookstore looking exactly. around for some gear, Exactly. so maybe he's going to find exactly what he needs. Oh um, a- apparently, he is one step closer. Reports came out that he has agreed to become an offensive analyst. At Alabama. We talked about that last week and how that's basically going to be the greatest thing ever. So I don't want to harp on that too much, at least until that goes official. And as of the recording in this podcast, it has not gone official. And I'll wait to FaceTime you immediately after that happens I to get your reaction. Meltdown mode.
1: I will be I will be Josh Allen running running around
0: in circles screaming. <laughs>
1: I'll be just straight arm. I'll just I'll straight arm it all the way over to Tuscaloosa and, and bang on Saban's door. I'm like, what are you doing?
0: If will your face get redder than his face gets?
1: With anger, yeah, without a doubt. Like I, I just Butch Jones. Okay, like somebody brought up the fact that 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 photo looks photoshopped. No. No, it did not. <laughs> it no, did it did not didn't. at all. This is actually going to happen. This is actually going to happen. It's just like it's the same thing as putting two in the second half. He's just trying to one up himself on ways saving that is one up himself on ways of like well see if we can win a national championship this way. Let's see if we can win a national championship that way. See if we can bring in the worst coach in the SEC in recent memory. And see if we can win with him as an assistant.
0: I love it. Well while well, one fan base is welcoming welcoming him with open arms. Another is pushing him out the door. The last possible the last possible memory that many have of Butch Jones is of course up on the Jumbotron at Neyland Stadium. And that is no longer. Butch Jones is no longer have his picture on the Jumbotron. And a lot of Tennessee fans were pretty were pretty happy about that to see their old their old pal butch is no longer gonna be hanging above them when they go to a game.
1: It was up there for 133 gay 133 days. Four
0: months. How Four is that possible?
1: Months. When I when I got fired from my last job, they took my my health insurance within like three and a half hours. He he still had his whole mural of himself on the damn stadium. Like thi- how does that possible?
0: The thing that makes me laugh is so that was the responsibility. It didn't take that long. If you watched, they, like somebody did like a time lapse of it. And, I mean, a lot of Tennessee beat reporters were there doing that because yeah. that's everybody wanted to see. Um, it's like the Berlin
1: but, Wall coming down. <laughs> like what, what I day. love,
0: I think about the fact that this was on somebody's to-do list. And it was there <laughs> for four months. <laughs> and it's, every single get their day, checked. somebody's like, nah, I'll get to that tomorrow. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> We'll get to that. What? No, it's fine. We'll I'll get be till okay. April
1: fifteenth to file these damn taxes. I don't give a crap. I'm going fishing.
0: Whatever. It's just at the bottom of the to do list. Ah, no, they're not playing any football. It's okay. No big deal. Four <laughs> it, months.
1: It's up there. Like, who are the other two pictures? It's Robert Nealon. And so is it Robert Peyton Manning? Ne- it's Reggie White. Reggie White. So you you have you have two of the most iconic people in Tennessee football history, and Butch Jones. Like, why oh, even put? Great. Don't put Jeremy Pruitt up there. Put Peyton yeah. Manning. Agreed. This is, put it's. I don't know, and I don't know how long he had been up there. Like, was Derek Dooley up there? Was Lane Kiffin up there?
0: So they do a little bit of a rotation around Neeland, and so actually Reggie White is going to be taking. I think he's going to be taken off. What if he's um, Jason, Jason Witten is going to be put on there, and now in place of Butch Jones is going to be Al Wilson, great Tennessee linebacker, first round pick, played for oh, the gosh. Denver Broncos, all that stuff. So. Yeah, you're right. It should just be an all-time great. It's like, why would you put the current coach? You're uh-uh. asking for it. That's so dumb. <laughs> you have so many other places to put his face into – and not so permanent – Fat, not that it's permanent, right. but, like, just a bad idea.
1: Pretty – pretty. I mean, a quarter of the damn year, it was <laughs> up there on the stadium. I mean, like – A
0: third of the year. A third of the year. That
1: is crazy. That is yeah. absolutely crazy. He was up there for 133 days, and, and then, like – <laughs> Tennessee's just not in a hurry to do stuff, apparently, when it comes to, like, no. coaching changes. Not not no. in a hurry to hire somebody. Not in a hurry to take this stuff down and move on. And what's Jeremy, like, can you imagine going to work every day as Jeremy Pruitt is, like, the new coach? I mean, like, there oh, it is. That'd be great. That's where I'm going to be. What in the hell is that? What in the hell is that?
0: So you know how when coaches are hired and they do those pictures in the stadium where it's, like, right. a cool backdrop? I love how they probably had to position him yeah. where there's no Butch Jones in the background. There's no, like... <laughs> Make sure that Bush just isn't in the background. We're gonna we're gonna put him over on this angle. We're just gonna have seats in the background. So great, Tennessee! That's, you just you never stop giving us just great stuff. Joy. We we love it. And you're gonna it, win you, the
1: SEC basketball tournament, so don't act like I. We already said another podcast, so don't act. You like already called the shot. Tennessee. I did call my shot, and I still I will yes. stand by that. But you know, I don't wanna hear any I don't wanna hear any Tennessee fans be like, Y'all just talking trash about Tennessee all the time, blah blah. Shows y'all there was one one that tweeted at us today and it was like shows that y'all don't y'all don't uh, y'all are biased against Tennessee in football and every other sport. And I was like, No, in women's basketball, I talk y'all up all the time. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. I think they should have Albert Haynesworth up there next year. That'd be funny. You just spit out, yes, you spit out your water. I made you spit out your water. Yes, I did. That was that was my goal for you <laughs> sipping water in the middle of this podcast was to Thank get you. it to get you to spit it out. It, um, another guy that we love talking about that we have absolutely no bias against. Choo choo. Um we're gonna ride the lane train for a little bit. This was a classic, classic lane kiffin quote. Yeah, sexual um,
1: harassment coming in hot. <laughs> it's not
0: sexual harassment. It's not, not sexual harassment. This is strictly for I'm not. I'm not saying that he hasn't used it to for other reasons before. But Lane comes out and he says that he looks at assistant coaches' wives to evaluate if they're good recruiters or not. Now, that's not a direct quote, but that's that's the gist of it. Is he wrong?
1: I don't even know what it means.
0: I, well, I, he's basically saying, can they recruit? How did they? How did they woo their close. wife, so to speak? Yeah, money. <laughs> Well, assistant coaches aren't making bank coming out of the gate. I mean, there's a lot of coaches who have to. You got to work to be able to to get a wife, somebody who wants to spend the rest of their lives with you. I I think there's something to be said for it. For
1: the most part, it's a high school sweetheart, or you try to get engaged before most girls in the south want to get engaged before they graduate in college. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. Also, Jeremy Pruitt, Lane Kiffin. Every, almost every coach I can think of, there's not a single coach in the country because Cliff Kingsbury is not married. Let's keep that in mind. There's not a this single coach in the country that I'm like, oh my gosh, he's significantly more attractive than his wife.
0: That's a howdy. How to get, oh. get her? How get her?
1: Wow, here it is. That's, yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. No, you guys, my, feel free to keep that.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. Howdy is that's that's been a long-standing thing. I can't take credit for that, but I've I've been saying that one for a yeah. while. Lane wants to know, he's not going to hire a howdy. He he can't. Because or no, maybe he sales. will hire a howdy because if he hires, if he hi- so okay, let me backtrack. He will hire a howdy because if he sees a guy that's like you know, looks like he hasn't stepped on a treadmill in eight years and right, you know, he's overweight and he's you know, he's watching film, that's what that's what those guys are. Yeah, Charlie do. Weiss,
1: we get yeah,
0: yeah, Charlie Weiss. He's got the well, we'll, we'll say <laughs> High my... bridges <laughs> right below yeah. his
1: nipples, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, if he's got a you know, very good looking wife and you know, a wife who. Who just kind of gets it and is engaging, and, you know? What the that, deal? That's a good if sign. If you're
1: recruiting kids and you're bringing them to the lake house or you're bringing them up to whatever, and, and that morning after, like, not when they're sitting in their their like living room talking to their parents, or whatever. When you bring them on campus, and you know everyone meets Miss Terry at Alabama, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying Miss Terry's hot, okay, but what I'm saying when you meet those wives and stuff like that, nobody wants to be handing out cookies or a, like you know getting getting a, a cookout and stuff like that at the lake. With all these other recruits, with somebody that looks like Marla Hooch or Rosie O'Donnell, no, no chance, or the the Pigeon Lady from Home Alone too. A lot of Home Alone references today. Whoa, you whoa, see- whoa, 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 whoa! She was whoa. not attractive Let's... at all. She was a terrible. I'm not huge.
0: saying that she was. Att- I'm not saying she was attractive. I'm also not saying she was unattractive.
1: Yeah, well, get those turtle doves out of my face, lady. I'm trying to have some barbecue here with somebody in a bikini. Get- I don't want any of that. I- you want to have somebody that's hot, bring in some younger kids. That's it. That sounded real
0: weird. Yeah, that did. I dare you a hit on Kevin's good friend. I can't remember her name right now, but the pigeons loved her. Mrs.
1: Trunchable, Matilda,
0: not it. Um. So the interesting thing too about this is that Lane's, you know, Lane's been having his dad on staff for a while. His dad Monty. So Very I'm gonna man. I'm gonna connect the dots here. Obviously Lane has been evaluating his mother then on that on that basic premise and he's trying to figure out if his dad is a worthy assistant because his dad's been on his staff for you know yeah. various places. So he's looking at his his mom, Robin Kiffin, and he's saying, How did dad recruit you? And he's he's gotta know. He's gotta know these things before he makes these hires. These hires determine whether or not he's gonna be successful, Chris. I think you need to get that through your head here.
1: Maybe I'm just bitter because I'm single. I don't know. I just I, I am mean, not married, so I guess that's yeah. probably what it is. I'm not single, but you know what I mean. Not and
0: married. for the for the record, James Franklin said this back in 2012. So Lane's not even the first person to say this. Lane yeah. Lane says a lot of original things. James Franklin said this back in the day. It took a lot of heat for it. Uh Lane is a little bit no one a gets little a, bit more wiggle room.
1: No one cares <laughs> with Lane. You know, and, and to be honest, it's it's twenty eighteen. With how sensitive everybody is anyway, I'm just glad that somebody just flat out came out and said, like, yeah, I hire hot wives. What of it? Let's do this. Yeah. Like, who cares? He didn't say
0: like I assault them or do anything no, creepy no, that or would weird. Be weird. <laughs> and, and as long as nobody's coming out and you know throwing Lane under the bus, I mean. And if
1: they did, who cares? Well, not the not the assault thing. I'm saying like the hiring hot women thing. Because right, somebody right, at some right. point is going to be offended by that somehow. But like, yeah, whatever. Like, just it happens. Who like move on? Not the assault thing, just the hiring of hot people.
0: Hey, if everybody evaluates everything in the combine, and we're evaluating all these prospects. In their underwear. head, coaches are going to evaluate everything when it comes to hiring yeah. assistants. That's just the way that goes, just the way that it goes. Lane's going to be down in Boca, probably looking at his assistant coach's <laughs> wives. You this week are going to probably be watching, and I will probably be watching the SEC basketball tournament. Woo! Um, it's it's going to be very entertaining. Nobody has any idea who's going to win. Well, according where to where it's Tennessee at, is, oh, yeah. Hey, St. Louis. St. Louis is a is a city. I think they don't really Hop have a skip baseball and team. a jump
1: away from every other school in the entire conference.
0: Yeah, everybody's doing it now. It's kind of the cool thing to do. Um, but if you were going to be a fan going to these games in St. Louis, making the trip all the way out there, wanting some tickets, you know where you'd go, right?
1: Yeah, I know exactly where I'd go. TicketCity.com. You'd go
0: to TicketCity. Yes, you'd go to TicketCity because TicketCity is the quickest and easiest place to go for your tickets. We love TicketCity. They have the cheapest tickets, and all of their tickets come with a 100% TicketCity guarantee. All of our listeners can get $20 off their SEC basketball orders today. You ready for this one? That's 40, 40 less John F. Kennedys that you have to fork over. I thought he was a yeah. dollar.
1: Was he a half dollar? No, 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 no.
0: That's that's the that's the half dollar. How that's many Sacagaweas is is that? Uh, twenty. That's because it's the You're one dollar. You're so that's good at $1. president math. I know. I know coins and and, and dollars <laughs> and stuff. Um, all you need to do is go to TicketCity.com, find the best tickets for your game, and enter the discount code SDS20 while checking out. That's SDS20. Get $20 off. Go to TicketCity.com and save on all of your SEC tickets today.
1: Save some money. Buy some Nelly CDs for your trip up to St. Louis. St. Lunatics, one of my favorite rappers, of course. Go have yourself a ball, guys.
0: It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be really fun. And if you're not doing that, you know, if you're staying home, staying local... Go watch you some some uh, some spring football. Yeah. Oh wait, you can't do that yet unless you're going to like Florida's practice because they're mm-hmm. the only ones that have open practice, right? That is I true. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think plenty of storylines.
1: I don't think anybody's going to those games or those practices.
0: Hey. hey, they'll be there. There's nothing else to do in Nashville other than go to Vanderbilt right. practices. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you remember that? Perfect. <laughs> plenty of storylines right in, right now in spring football. Um, Nick Saban comes out and says that he's open to the idea of playing both quarterbacks. Imagine that, yeah. Nick Saban, crazy about playing um, the guy who won him a national championship and the guy who won him twenty five games before that. So
1: I think he's just gonna. Ch- I mean, again, with the whole theme of just trying to challenge himself, and make it more difficult than it already is, because they just win all the time. He's got to have new ways to win. Can't be like on rookie rookie mode the entire time. You want to go Madden. So that's true. I think what we're gonna try to do, especially in big games, is you know uh, put Jalen in for the first half. Maybe even make it real tough. Make him throw left handed. And then just bring two in in the second half and just win every game.
0: It's a good idea. I mean, so I, far I got no it's, problem with that.
1: It's a hundred percent winning percentage every time he's done that so far.
0: And then uh, Gardner Minshew, um, quarterback from East Carolina, comes in as the graduate transfer. So now Alabama's got a little bit of depth. Somehow, some way, they get a graduate transfer quarterback. It's amazing. Um, yeah,
1: that <laughs> that is uh, incredible to say the least.
0: So apparently. Um, Our uh, our very own Michael Bratton um, reported that. So the reason the reason some of the reasoning behind this was because of the fact that he wants to be a coach one day, wants to learn from Nick Saban. Oh, okay. Why not? So if if that's the reasoning, by all means, I mean goodness, learn from the goat. Yeah. Um, no problem with that whatsoever. Um, another graduate, another graduate transfer uh, that's coming into the SEC is Keller Christ from Stanford. Yeah. Very surprised. (laughs) surprised that Tennessee was able to get him or surprised that he wanted to go to Tennessee?
1: I was surprised that he left Stanford. I, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember him as any different than the last... They always have the same quarterback.
0: Brian Hogan. They,
1: it's, they always have the same, same quarterback. Kevin Hogan. Kevin, Kevin Hogan. Hogan. It's always, it, and, and Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is obviously the best one at all of them. But Stanford always has the same player every single year. It's some kid that's like 6'2", somewhat strong-armed, not going to wide with anything. White kid, he's always going to play with two knee braces on. The entire game, the entire season. That's that's every Stanford quarterback since the late 90s.
0: Fact. So Keller Chris wasn't going to start if he stayed at Stanford. That's why he left. Uh, K, KJ Costello was going to be the starter there. Of course. He so then goes to – Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just basic knowledge that everybody has of, of Stanford football in the SEC. Um, a lot of people doing a lot of Google searches about Keller Chris. <laughs> Fun fact, his uncle is Paul Chris, coach of Wisconsin. Oh. Um, yeah. So people thought he was going to go to Wisconsin because of that connection have been a little bit of nepotism there. Good thing he avoided that. Right. Um, Tennessee's going to be f- out
1: Hornibrook and that strong arm left-handed quarterback.
0: Hey, he he completely tore up Miami in the Orange One ball. game! He had one game. He was so Just bad. Just saying. Just saying. Henry Rogar uh,
1: throwing underhand against the, the Mets and Rookie of the Year. That guy had that was a better arm than this kid Hornibrook from Wisconsin. I digress. We'll move it on back to Tennessee football. Rosenberger. Rosenberger. Ros-
0: Tennessee now has three scholarship quarterbacks, so that's all well and good. Going to be competing with Jared Guarantano. Um, I think that that Keller Chris has a pretty good chance to win the starting job. He's not going to be getting there until June, but he's going to be eligible immediately. And I understand that we talk about Josh Allen and his lack of accuracy. and Same thing, 54% passer for uh, for Keller Chris this past season at Stanford through eight touchdown passes, four interceptions in seven games. But... Did you know? This is gonna blow your mind. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stump you with this. He was a higher-rated recruit coming out of California than Sam Darnold.
1: What? It, Sam Darnold? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah Sam, Casey, yeah. haven't heard. Sam Darnold might be the number one overall pick. Just saying. So, <laughs> Keller, Keller Chris. Chris
1: be number one overall pick next year, yep. then, I guess. Hey, good for, good found for a, him.
0: Yeah, I found a tweet from uh, ESPN's Mitch Sherman saying that uh, Keller Chris was going to be the next Jameis Winston back when he committed to Stanford.
1: What? Nobody wants yeah. that. Might want to run and hide from that, Tennessee.
0: Yeah, our, uh, our good friends at uh, Colt Takes Exposed are uh, probably going to be all over that one. Yes. Um, but good for Tennessee for kind of yeah, making the quarterback battle more interesting. They absolutely needed to. Um, a quarterback who we know is going to be starting at this time next year is Jake Bentley. Jake Bentley lost a little bit of his help the yeah. talented Chad Terrell uh, tore his ACL. You get promising freshman, and
1: then they lose Chad Terrell. I mean, it was like terrible, terrible, terribly unfortunate for for South Carolina.
0: So here's the interesting thing, and this is, I guess, like my brain hasn't processed this yet, um, and I don't know if yours has. Deep, yours probably hasn't either. I don't know we'll why must I champ- say it like that. I mean, yeah, no, that was mean. I should. <laughs> we're separate people. We are one podcast, but separate there people, not different ideas. I don't. Uh, my
1: brain don't work right sometimes, y'all. <laughs>
0: Will, Will Jam comes out and says that, oh, by the way, he's expected to be back for the fall. <laughs> dude, dude just tore his ACL. That used to be a career ender, and yeah. now he's going to come back in six months?
1: Well, everything I've researched with my brain says he'll probably get Tommy John on it and, uh, yes. and be right back. Uh, but, yeah, six months? That doesn't yeah, make any uh, sense. But, I mean, like, um, yeah, Nick <laughs> Chubb broke his leg in half and then was, like, doing sprints on a treadmill, like, what, three, like, three weeks later or something stupid? I mean, not really three weeks, but... Yeah, I mean, I hope for the kid's own benefit and for South Carolina fans and, and the program that he does come back because, I mean, that would I don't wish injury on anybody, but that is, yeah, I don't think he does the math right on this one. We're in I just, March. I,
0: <laughs> I thought of that, and I was like, you know, that might be a little bit quick. Yeah, um, that, I stubbed my toe
1: and was like, like on the ground for like an hour and a half the other day, so I can't, you extrapolate that with a torn ACL, I can't imagine the comeback on that.
0: I sprained my ankle a year and a half ago, and I still feel it.
1: <laughs> Josh Allen sprained both of his ankles and his wrists, like, a couple of weeks ago. And you saw how he ran that 40, so.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, but so, I mean, just the fact that a kid could go down with an injury right now. So, that's that's my way of saying, if you tear your ACL right now, apparently you're good. According to Will Muschamp, you're yeah. just going to come back. You're going to be fine. Don't and, miss that window. Yeah, this is, if you're going to tear an ACL, do it right just right. now. All you kids listening out there. Um so another another interesting storyline throughout the spring that we're going to be following, of course, and maybe me a little bit more close to you because I also still have Big Ten responsibilities. Oh boy! Do people know that? Have, have we? I made think that, you've like, made it clear. I think you've I think made, made it clear, it clear.
1: On, on social media how much you love the Big Ten.
0: No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, no. I
1: think you've made it clear, Connor.
0: No, no, no. I still have Big Ten responsibilities. I'm still a Big Ten columnist as well. And you're rational,
1: logical, which escapes me and some SEC fans <sighs> sometimes, which I'll admit, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, like we we get it. You're you're a Big Ten guy. I'm not. Jim. I, I'm not hating on you at all for that because you get to watch some good athletes. But I'm I'm just I think I speak for everyone. I say thank God that I none of my responsibilities include having to like look at Indiana's roster and see who's going to be the the shining star of the Hoosiers on the on the gridiron come fall.
0: You know, it's a Big Ten guy now, Jim McElwain.
1: <sighs> the Shack. Yeah,
0: we got a little bit of uh... a. <laughs> Return of the Mac. That's what we're gonna call every single time that we talk about Jim McElwain because as we learned last week, Return of the Mac is like the best, best song the ever. 90s. And um, your boy
1: got himself a tan. He's filled himself.
0: It's looking pretty good. Looking good pretty good.
1: Best. He looked like he was like drunk and like posing in front of a picture outside of like a wet Willie's in Myrtle Beach when he for his like coaching picture for, I love for it. UM.
0: I don't know how they did that, but they found a way. Um actually so this we'll we'll bring it back to the SEC here. Um, Antonio Callaway at the Combine says that if he had not basically been involved in the credit card fraud scandal, all that stuff, and if he had not messed up, then Jim McElwain would still be at Florida. And I heard that at first, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Do you, are you really that vain? But then it was more of like, a, you know, I messed Why up my continuously. Parents getting divorced? <laughs> it's not it's, your
1: fault, Antonio. Also, every Florida fan is thanking you. Every Florida fan is thanking you.
0: Yeah, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of pushed him out, so to speak. It was he was sort of a microcosm for the mess that was Florida season. Yeah, and that this was the first time. It was amazingly enough, this was the first time that he had ever been suspended for a game. Right. Um, which is really hard to believe. Of course, he didn't play in the twenty seventeen season. He actually balled out at the combine. Like he yeah, impressed a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean, dude, dude can jet, and he can. I mean, he looked really good in the receiver drills. Yeah. Antonio Callaway can play some football. The question is whether or not he's going to be able to stay on the football field. Of course, all the off-the-field issues. Which you doesn't know, make all the- a lot
1: of sense. Like, you know, again, kids, if you're listening, we give a lot of good advice here. One. Great on advice. Week. Great advice. One, tear your ACL now. Yes. Not later. Right now. Okay? So we're saying that, like, off the bat. That's number one. Two, this is, like, a little bit of a hot take, and it might be controversial, but, like, don't get involved in credit card fraud. It's not all it's cracked up to be. It really isn't. Somehow you're gonna get wise caught. Words. I mean, like, and I know it's tempting to go out there and steal a credit card when you're Division One athlete and you have all these things opening up like doors for you in the future. But you know what's gonna end up happening? You're gonna end up not playing football, and you're gonna get your coach fired. and Your parents gonna get divorced. Okay, I think that's what we all learned from Antonio Callaway.
0: That's a great life lesson. <laughs>
1: you're welcome. If guys. you
0: <laughs> if you learn nothing else from this podcast, learn that right there. That is glorious. From, just...
1: from Dear Marler. There we go.
0: You are just educating our youth, and I love it. Uh, Callaway is a is a cautionary tale moving forward. Whether or not he was the sole reason that Jim McElwain was fired, that can be debated. I think having an offense that was less than explosive Ugh. was yeah. something to do with that probably in the faking the death threats and all that other stuff. Um, an explosive but,
1: offense. Isn't that how yeah, they describe it? You heard it here first, by the way.
0: Yeah. But by I the encounter. way, say let the, say it. Let the record show... Let the record show that uh, a certain person on this podcast who has a little bit of interest in Big Ten football uh, may or may not have already, already reported two weeks ago that in Jim McElwain's offense, uh, it said that he, or in Jim McElwain's bio, it said that he had an explosive offense of Florida. Let's just let the yeah, record show that. So
1: what what I'll break it down for you, since a lot of you that don't know what we're talking about. Connor said that first, and so another reporter today broke that news uh, all over Twitter, and um, and, uh, and it was not Connor that, that, that had it come out and, and be so popular and viral today on so. But you heard it here first, guys. And I, swear, I, I want- swear to you, two weeks from now, that same guy, that same writer, that same college football reporter, says anything about credit card fraud. I will march over to his house, and we will have fisticuffs, and I will defend my own honor and yours, Connor. So you heard that here first, too, here in the I will- lesson.
0: And I will run over there like Josh Allen. <laughs> Please don't. No, that's got to really take I'm, away
1: from what I'm I trying know. to accomplish if I'm fighting somebody. Anyway, moving, yeah, that's moving forward.
0: That's a good point. Um, so I'm obviously triggered now. I'm going to try and trigger you with this. Um, in case you missed it, Florida passed a bill that allows for UCF national champions license plates. Uh, you, the Alabama fan, you love this. I. You were telling me earlier, you're like gonna get me one of those and move to Florida, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I just no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that yet. Um, cause I, I just Florida's great for three days at a time. Um, it's also. Apparently- hey, I
0: live in. I live in Florida. How dare you? Just say okay. You are-
1: then you. First off, the the driver's license thing or driver's uh, what do you call it, license plate thing?
0: License plate, yeah.
1: There's a lot more people walking around the streets of Florida than driving the streets of Florida, I feel like. Every time I go down there, there's there's a, there's, I'm going to say too many. I'm going to say too many people walking around in jean shorts or shorts in general with no shirt on. There's so many people walking around shirtless on the sidewalks of Florida.
0: So you're saying that these license plates are not even going to be seen?
1: No, they're just going to be carried around like on backpacks and stuff and like meth pouches like around somebody's front, front. No? No. It's, get, a get, it's a fanny pack. It's a fanny pack, that's what it was. Anyway, a Backpack around no, I'm just, front. But you know what? Good for Goodness them. Goodness gracious.
0: <laughs> you should be embarrassed for that. <laughs> oh I am embarrassed. Gosh.
1: I didn't know what a fanny pack was. That was that's good. That was that was good. You're right. No, who cares? Like, congrats on your fake national championship. So what, Bama's got like three fake national championships we claimed? Who gives a crap, man? 1941. i forty I'm gonna make I'm gonna get a nineteen forty one national championship license plate just to counteract this BS coming out of Central Florida.
0: Yeah, Texas A and M also, by the way, is a fan of claiming national championships and future national championships. So the problem uh, I
1: have with that, I didn't know this until today. You know when you know what they were doing at that like where they where they gave him this plaque.
0: Was it, it was it looked like some sort of it was a so for the Division two coach who won a national championship who
1: won a national they were they were yeah. actually honoring the Division two coach.
0: And Jimbo was just, like, there.
1: Because apparently Texas A&M has, like, a bunch of Texas A&Ms. So Texas A&M Commerce won the Division II National Championship, so they had a banquet honoring him for the national championship he actually won on a field with players and real football and, and officials and scoreboards, all that stuff that was real in real life. And then they piggybacked off that and gave Jimbo Fisher a plaque as well that said, congrats on your national championship 20 question mark? They haven't finished above 4th in their own damn division in the past 5 years.
0: Yeah, they haven't had a winning record in the division since the first year of Johnny Manziel. That's... And they're predicting national championships. That's uh, all well and good. Yeah. Do, you do Everyone you. Everyone gets a
1: trophy. Everyone gets a trophy, Jimbo.
0: I look forward to when he wins that trophy and then he gets to write it on pen, in pen. <laughs> um Twenty. I, I like, though, that they didn't put, like, a 20, like, 21 and, say, like, 2019 right. or something. They left it wide open. Yeah. So, Jimbo, you've got 82 years. You best you step to get it. Get
1: crack cracking, big guy.
0: Seriously. Um, so, okay, I, I won't trigger you anymore. You're obviously way, way, way too triggered. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about your favorite subject, which is um, Auburn fans earmuffs right now. Whew, um, horrible. It might mean too much. Your guy, Bo Scarborough, You're about the guy to be who blown was. Away. Oh, I know I am. The guy who was very, very intriguing at the combine, performed very well, I thought, all things considered. Yeah, you know, only had 14 bench press reps, whatever. Um, Bo Scarborough <laughs> said at the combine, he was asked an awkward question by the Cleveland Browns, and only the Cleveland Browns could ask this question. He was asked if God was an Auburn fan, <laughs> and to that, he said, I said no. I definitely don't think he is, and nobody is surprised. But Alabama fans loved it.
1: Do you? Do you want to know? It. Do you want to know my feelings on this? Is that why? Is that why you're asking? That's this the only the reason hottest, I'm asking. This is to be the hottest egg. I know you think I'm, I'm about to get all fired up and triggered. It's about to be the hottest take, and I hope I hope you're listening.
0: Are you about to tell me like? an Auburn do fan? Do I think
1: God is an Auburn fan? One hundred percent. Absolutely yes. He is an Auburn what? fan. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. I've had this. i had this theory for years that God was an Auburn fan, and it started in 2013 because, you know what, let's move back to 2010 when they somehow escaped the entire investigation of Cam Newton and all of that ridiculousness surrounding his recruitment, even though he wasn't even considering Auburn, until three weeks before enrolling there. And then they skate through the entire season. They somehow beat Alabama in that 24-0 comeback. They win the national championship. Fast forward to 2013... What happens then two miracles in a row two miracles a in point. a row that
0: a but that was four years ago now four and a half five years ago. what happened
1: or... this year they won again you know you know why i think god's an auburn fan because they're good people they actually are good people i'm not saying bam fans aren't but i i think they've been little brother for so long that you know the the lord almighty tim tebow and the actual lord they they look they look kindly and fondly on things like that. I think God is 100% an Auburn fan. If it's between Bama and Auburn, definitely Auburn. Bama wow, hasn't had that kind of luck. Yeah,
0: I'm blown away. You, you this is I'm speechless. This is, I cannot I'm believe get a that lot you a lot
1: of hate on this.
0: Breaking news. Yeah. God is an Auburn Every, fan.
1: I thought everyone knew that. He's a 100% oh, an Auburn fan. The so Plains, kidding.
0: Yeah. Well, when you put it like that, you know, the miracle season of of 2013, Family. obviously. The, the, know, burning I, the burning bush hello the burning bush yeah. no okay so that's a tumor's corner reference guys i know i so i was i was thinking you know cam newton's dad is is cam newton's dad isn't he a pastor if i'm not mistaken
1: i'll say that term loosely since they ha- laundered money through his church three separate times yeah, but yeah sure w-
0: w- whatever he's a pastor um so i'm just saying he's so got a little connection he's got a connection he's he knows a few things there's probably like at least like ten players now, Alabama's <laughs> roster that have dads who are pastors or moms who are pastors. My mom's a pastor, so yeah, I, your mom's I've, a pastor. I so I her.
1: I've asked her before, and she told me in 2013, after after the kick six, hell, after the miracle at Jordan Hare, the prayer at Jordan Hare, when when Trey Matthews, who was playing for Georgia, couldn't just knock down a damn fourth and eighteen Hail Mary pass, and then somehow tipped it into whatever his name's hands and ran it for a touchdown. If that happens, kick six never happens.
0: I told you I was gonna. You, I was I'm, gonna get you triggered one way. I'm
1: triggered. I'm, I'm triggered about Trey Matthews. I've all, and which is hilarious because that's his nickname on Twitter. Trigger Trey Matthews. Whatever. No, God is one hundred percent an Auburn fan.
0: Well, God apparently did not have the best postseason then because he watched. <laughs> he watched Auburn uh, he completely for, fall he apart for against only
1: himself. Lord, that's not. That's not on me.
0: He watched him fall apart against national champion UCF. We're gonna get in trouble. I'm just kidding. We're gonna get smited I know. We're gonna get the get in this trouble. podcast. We're like, this is not gonna happen. Kevin's end well gonna be
1: upset. Us. And also we're gonna get smited from the Lord. I gotta I t- I gotta talk to my mom about this now. We got a lot of we got a lot of make it up to do. We be should be a just end the podcast list.
0: now. Just we'll just go to confession. You know right what?
1: Now. We're gonna say one thing before confession. And I I wanna read this. Okay. If you don't mind. I bet. We're gonna give out a five star review. Read. So over the past couple of weeks we've been asking you guys to uh, obviously tune in. Obviously, um go rate us uh and also review us. On the, uh, on the podcast. Um, site, on, iTunes, on iTunes, wherever you yeah. listen to your podcasts. Exactly. All that stuff. But, uh, you know, it obviously helps us out, um, you know. In that being said, we got one of my favorite reviews we've ever had. And That's that glorious. is from a man, Joshua Barnhart, who wrote, The Only SEC Podcast Where Rick James is Still Alive. That's my fault. Yep. That is a Josh Allen hand size fetish. And Can't Find Two Guys Born South of the Mason-Dixon line to host. They bring the heat on hard-hitting topics in the SEC, like what craziness A&M quarterbacks are up to now, how our Lord and Savior Tim Tebow is going to save baseball, and how Nick Saban is really everybody's Valentine. This podcast rocks. Love the show. I know he's sounded a little bit of shade, but regardless, uh, it was all in good fun, and we really appreciate that, Josh. That that was a fantastic review uh, of of what we do here. <laughs> so thank you so that, much. That for said me. it all. It really did.
0: The, I I couldn't have said it better myself. That was absolutely tremendous. If you guys give us reviews like that, we will read them every single time. Every single time. Glorious stuff. Yeah. I mean, Rick James is still alive. Yes, he no. is. I,
1: no, he's not.
0: No, he's not. He has long since been deceased. You got called out for that, that one. That's was bad.
1: Most of those were calling me out, but that's fine. And also, I was born in Atlanta. Want well, to throw that out one more time, Josh?
0: I was not. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I don't, I don't know how I got, I got grouped into that, but either way, from now on, brother, I won't be talking like this so you'll know Talking about your boy Marler coming from the good old South, GA, Peach State. Roll Tide.
0: Can I adopt the Southern accent absolutely just so not. people think a- I'm? Absolutely not. <laughs> I do say y'all now you, more, but
1: you don't say it with conviction. Y'all, I'm gonna talk like like uh, what's his name? Foghorn J- Leghorn from now on.
0: That's a good idea.
1: Or like just like somebody from from Charleston, lost all, all Southern draw Spanish moss everywhere.
0: You. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, you got a little bit of molasses in your mouth. There it is. Yeah, there we go.
1: Right. That's quote from the office. All right, we got to yeah, wrap it up. Yeah.
0: We'll wrap it up. That was, that was tremendous stuff. Uh, SEC basketball tournament is uh, going to be going on this week. We've got Selection Sunday. We've got another show. We're, we're doing two a week in the offseason. That's just how we grind. That's how we do it here. Two a week, uh, y'all. What are y'all doing to get yeah, better? Yeah. Get on our level. Uh, we're going to have a podcast coming out, uh, previewing the NCAA tournament. We're going to be talking basketball again. we hoops guys now. We're going to be talking basketball. That's going to be for, well, borderline hoops guys. We're learning hoops guys. Yes. Um, that's going to be coming out, I believe, uh, Monday morning for your commute fill in all the brackets and do all that stuff. Next time we talk to you guys, we're going to know who won the SEC basketball tournament. We're going to probably know like a million more things about spring football yeah. and the SEC. Um, and we're going to know probably more about Josh Allen's hands.
1: because <laughs> <laughs> That's our reference though. So. It's all that. Yes.
0: Follow us on Twitter at the SDS pod at C Marler comedian. You're still keeping that handle with yes. comedian in it, there right? It is, yeah, yeah, right now. And at CJ Garrett, give us those five-star reviews. We love them. And remember the one important thing. Chris, what do we gotta remember? Sorry, God. That and it just means more. Amen. <laughs>